Matt, good morning. Good morning, Ty. Tell me about the farm. Well, uh, my parents had four boys, and uh, when you got four boys, you got to find something to keep them busy with on the farm. So my parents started a Christmas tree farm. When I was young, we started planting Christmas trees when I was, oh, maybe in second grade or so, and then it takes seven, eight years till you get them ready to go. And so I started cutting trees about my freshman year in high school, and now I'm getting along in years, and I've been doing it for a while now. But it's a family tradition, and we get to spend our family Christmas traditions sharing the traditions of other families, and that's really fun and rewarding. And we sell around 1,200 trees a year or so, and that's, it's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work. I talk to a, a few Christmas tree farmers every single year, and what people don't realize is that when you decide to start a Christmas tree farm, it's not like deciding to, to, to farm corn or soybeans where you can get started in one year and harvest. Uh, this takes a little while to get going, and it's, it's really, uh, I guess, quite a chance to take if you want to get into it. Yeah, we sort of plan things out in a 10-year rotation. So if you think about trying to plan what your customer base is going to want to do in 10 years, that can be a challenge sometimes. You also got to plan 10 years of disease management and insect management and customer preference and all those kinds of things. So you're always thinking out ahead. And if you have a bad year this year or next year, that's going to show up in terms of production eight or nine years down the road. So it's always something you got to be looking forward with. And uh, But basically, we do plan in a 10-year rotation. We uh, plant trees. We'll grow. They'll grow for seven to eight years. We'll start harvesting. We'll harvest out of that same block for two or three years, then clear them all out and replant it in. And that's sort of how it goes. We try to leave it fallow for a little bit in there too to break the disease and insect cycle. And despite what some people think, you guys don't just work one month out of the year. (laughs) No, people do think that. Uh, But yeah, it's a year-round activity for sure. We plant in the spring. We end up planting a lot by hand because when you interplant in the trees, you can't go in with a planter. You got to go in and plant them with by hand with an auger. And so we'll end up planting maybe 2,000 trees that way. And that's a lot of work. And then after that, as soon as you get done with planting, you got to get going with weed control. Weed control is uh, often mowing, but we do use some herbicides as well. And that takes all summer. And then in addition to that, in the summer, we hand trim all of them. We have about 25 to 30,000 trees out there and they all need hand trimmed with a with a machete in the summer months. So the summer months are extremely busy taking care of weeds and getting the uh, trees shaped. Then we spend the fall months getting the farm ready and all cleaned up because it's got to be presentable and looking good for customers. And then is the busy time and the harvest, and we're in that right now. But it is a lot of work, too, and we put in a lot of long hours this time of year. You mentioned you want to realize what the customer wants, and you have to plan 10 years in advance. But have we seen a, a change, a shift back to real trees? Because it seems like that our consumers are, are hearkening back to the good old days, and, and we hear a lot about organic food and, and non-GMO, and, and they're wanting to maybe get back to simpler ideas. Are we seeing that affect your real Christmas tree market? Yes, I, I think so. It's, um, it's really interesting. There's a number of consumer dynamics, I think, going on with this. Exactly like you mentioned, there's an old-time appeal of going out and getting a Christmas tree as a family, and that's something I think that's seen a resurgence. Our society's been really interested in inconvenience and finding things easier, and and that certainly has an appeal, but sometimes doing things the old-fashioned way is, is appealing, too, and that's where I think we really come in. In addition to that, we are seeing people really being interested in local foods and local other things in agriculture and Christmas trees fit right into that as well. The local Christmas tree farm is oftentimes, at least in our case, it sort of turns into a community gathering place this time of year. Everybody wants to come out and they end up seeing their neighbors or the folks they go to church with or any of those kind of things at the farm. And that makes it a really community centric kind of place to be this time of year. And 
And once you get a reputation built up for that, it really turns into something unique and special. And in addition to those things, a lot of people are more concerned about the environment. And a plastic tree made in a factory in China is much less environmentally friendly than a fresh, locally grown Christmas tree that spends its life producing oxygen. And people get concerned about cutting down trees, but they don't realize for every tree that we cut down, we're planting two or three in the following spring that is going to, for its lifetime, provide wildlife habitat, hold the soil in place to reduce soil and nutrient runoff into the streams. And it also will produce oxygen for that whole time and transform CO2. So it's a really environmentally friendly way to go about things as well and to have a nice family tradition at the Christmas holiday. I think one thing that Christmas tree farms have taken advantage of earlier than a lot of other farms is the agritourism part of it. You make getting a Christmas tree an event. Right. A lot of times people come out and they'll be really focused on the tree. But a few times out to our farm and they realize the tree is really only, it's a secondary thing. The total package is the experience. They're coming out and picking out a tree with your family and maybe arguing about it a little bit and, and getting out there and letting your son or daughter come out and help cut the Christmas tree, taking a ride on the horse-drawn wagon. It's all about the experience. And I think especially with this younger millennial generation coming up, they're really interested in experiences and getting in touch with some of those old-fashioned ideals that they envision their parents and grandparents doing when they were younger, too. As if uh, working on a Christmas tree farm doesn't keep you busy enough, uh, Matt Reese is also an ag journalist. He's a writer, and, and that has led him to write a few books, including a brand new one that's called Christmas Anthology. And, and I thought this time of year, Matt, would be an ideal time to chat about this. Uh, tell me about the new book. I find that um, writing is a way of life for me, and it's my livelihood, but it's also very therapeutic, and it lets you uh, sort through all the challenges in life, and everybody's got challenges in their life, and I like to take those challenges and tr- try and turn them into something positive. Take the, any negative things in life and turn them into something that can be beneficial to other people, and that's how I view my writing, and, and that's really how I view this book. I tried to take these stories and bring some of the Christmas joy and some of the attitude of uh, sharing and giving that's so prevalent this time of year and turn them into stories that are really positive and enjoyable for people. And uh, hopefully I did that. But I took these uh, stories and I write one every year for Ohio's Country Journal in my column, the Christmas stories, not necessarily farm related or anything, but I, I enjoy writing that kind of stories. And I do that once a year at Christmas. And I got so many comments from people wanting me to uh, put these in a book and illustrate them. After a few years, I thought I'd do it. So I took three of my favorites, put them in a book and did the illustrations, which is something that I, I enjoy. Whether or not I'm good at it or not, I'm not sure, but it's fun for me to do that. And um, so the new book came out just this fall, just in time for Christmas, and they make great stocking stuffers. The books are available at lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. And then you search Matt Reese Christmas Anthology, and it should come right up. Yeah, and to make it even easier, we're going to put that link on our website, farmandcountryradio.com. You can get it today and have it delivered before Christmas. A Christmas Anthology, written by this week's featured farmer from Kaleidoscope Christmas Tree Farms in Northwest Ohio, Matt Reese. Matt, thanks for everything, and uh, thanks for taking time for us. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks, Ty. Same to you.